Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to another edition of the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. It is Thursday night, September 3rd, one week from kickoff Thursday of the NFL season. And uh, excited to be part of the, be with you tonight. I'm your host, Anthony Aniano, sitting with me as he will, and what it seems like very excitingly, like he will throughout the fantasy football season. Glad to have him on board. We've heard him a few times through the summer. Uh, he's on board now for, I'm guessing, through, through the fantasy playoffs. Mr. Doug Dirdala. Doug, welcome to the show. Welcome to being part of the team. How are you tonight? I am excellent. We have preseason winding down. Football's coming up. We've got a lot going on uh, this past week. We haven't been able to get on the show for a while, so I'm really excited to start talking tonight. Yeah, plenty to talk about, and we'll get to all of it. want to remind everybody, follow the show on Twitter at Fantasy. That's A-A-N-I-A-N-O-Fantasy. Facebook, the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. Go to iTunes, subscribe, download, rate, comment on the show. We do appreciate that. If anybody has any questions or comments, you've got two ways to get in touch with us. The chat room is open here on Blog Talk Radio, so if you're listening live, jump on that chat room, let us know what you have to say, or give us a call if you're listening live, 347-838-8088. If you're not listening live, we do appreciate wherever you're listening, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, uh, on your Apple device, whatever it may be, and uh, do appreciate you tuning in. And I know... Uh, we've been a little inconsistent uh, during the summer, summer months, you know, uh, myself, family obligations and things like that. But uh, Doug and I have been able to uh, nail down a regular time for football season. We're going to come at you live every Thursday night, 10 o'clock from tonight going forward. Uh, you know, some nights Doug will be in the studio with us. Other nights he'll be joining us via telephone. But every Thursday at 10 o'clock, we'll talk about the Thursday night game. That'll be on in the background here in the studio. And then we'll do all the start sets. Uh, we'll do all any other last-minute waiver wire, trade questions, um, and also some DFS, some FanDuel and DraftKings. We'll talk about that as well. We'll talk about that every Thursday night, 10 o'clock from uh, tonight going forward, including next Thursday night's opening night game. We'll be on the air with the game on in the background. So uh, so if you can join us great on Thursday Night Live, I, it's awesome. If you can't because you're watching the game, I understand. Make sure you listen to us on demand or on iTunes. And uh, we'll help you get your lineup set for every Sunday morning's uh, fantasy football games and all that fun, fun stuff. Doug, a lot going on since we last talked. Last week we were supposed to be on the air. Uh, our friends here at Blog Talk Radio, some technical difficulties. Uh, shows were being canceled all over the place just a week ago, but... Things seem to be working better, so we're back on the air. Um, a lot has happened. We're going to get to all of it. We've got to talk a little bit wide receiver. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show talking our tight end preview. But really the big news of the day, uh, Patriots quarterback Tom Brady, In a, you know, people say he won. My opinion, he didn't win. Roger Goodell just screwed up is really how it went down. But nonetheless, um, Tom Brady's suspension has been nullified. He will be active next Thursday night when he plays the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, it is a boon for fantasy owners everywhere who have a ready draft. And, you know, people should stay away from Tom Brady. You were getting Tom Brady in round 10, round 11, and now you've got Tom Brady for 
four extra games than you thought. Uh, it's a boon for Rob Gronkowski. I think that solidifies his spot. Uh, if you want to take him in the first round, which I don't agree with, and we'll talk about that, but it solidifies the spot at the very least in round two. I think it helps Julian Edelman, Brandon LaFell, a whole bunch of guys. Uh, but he will be playing, and that is huge news. Um, how does the Brady, uh, I, I want to say, reinstatement, how does the Brady reinstatement help his fantasy value? Right now, we're seeing him go round eight overall. He's going after quarterbacks like Tony Romo, Russell Wilson, uh, Matt Ryan, just to name a few. I still would take Andrew Luck. I would still take Aaron Rodgers before him. After that, where do you now place Brady knowing you're getting 16 games out of him? Uh, you know, I would put him in the same bubble as Romo, Ryan, Roethlisberger. I put him. I have Breeze after all those guys. I just uh, just got feeling early with Breeze. I'm just not. He's he's not. I have Peyton, Peyton third mm-hmm. after Luck and Rodgers, then Peyton. Then you, what I do, Anthony, is uh, I let people start picking quarterbacks first and see how long I can wait. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, my philosophy is I'm very happy with either Ryan, Romo, or Brady. Any one of those three, I'm more than happy with. More, more Romo and Brady than Well, if Ryan. all three of them are on the board, let's say you're sitting there. Let's say that they're all sitting there. Okay. Luck and Rodgers are gone by round two. Manning is gone in round four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Wilson, Roethlisberger, round five, round six. Just going with the ADP there, right? Right. So now it's round seven, round eight, and you're ready to pounce. And they're there, Ryan, Romo, Brady. To me, it's a no-brainer. I'm grabbing Brady. I'm grabbing Brady before uh, Romo. I'm grabbing Brady before Ryan. I can make an argument that I would take Brady before Russell Wilson because for as dynamic as Russell Wilson is, a lot of his points come from his legs, not his arms, although you're counting on the Jimmy Graham factor to help him out in the red zone as well. Right. So so when you talk about that, right, Romo, Ryan, Brady, if they're all there and you feel, okay, now's my time to make a move, if you want Brady, when are you taking him? Well, you know, think, there's one thing you have to think about. How... Spiteful is Brady going to be? He's going to throw for 12 touchdowns week one. Yeah. I mean, he, he, is, <laughs> he is possibly more, at least as angry, if not more angry, than Des Bryant for the, for the drop that he thinks. You, right. He'll go to his grave saying that he caught that ball. He did. You know, like, <laughs> like Yogi Berra swearing that he got Jack Robinson to steal home. Yeah. You know, uh, so Des is man. That's why I'm glad I have him in two leagues because he's out with a vengeance. Brady, same thing. He's uh, he's he's dying to prove, and I know he just won a Super Bowl, but he's dying to prove people wrong about the whole deflate thing about him. You know, people just don't like him, and he, I think he feeds on that. Now his wife and him are supposedly divorcing. You know, she told me she was not going <laughs> to make make that public. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but Doug, is it outrageous to think Tom Brady will throw the ball? 50 to 60 times next Thursday? Not at all. LeGarrette Blount is out with his one-game suspension, making Jonas Gray more than likely the starting running back. I'm sorry. Brady's going to throw the ball 50 to 60 times. Julian Edelman is going to get at least 20 targets. Gronkowski's going to get 20 targets. LaFell, if he plays, I know he's got a foot injury, but he's going to get 15 targets. That ball is going to be 
slung all over the place next week. They're, they're playing Pittsburgh, who is not your father's Pittsburgh anymore. No, not on the defensive side. And I, I, I could see him having his way with them. And, you know, I'm predicting 400 yards and four touchdowns. That is not out of the question at all. And the thing is, I could see him getting to four touchdowns in the third quarter and saying, I want two more. Yeah. I want two more. Let's keep on going. I mean, I am all in. If LaFell plays, I'm all in. If Edelman plays, I'm all in. Obviously, you're in on Gronk, and I'm all in on Brady next week. And that's, and that's you know, like, so I look at this, right? We talk about this. Who would you rather? Let's play who would you rather. We used to play the same game in high school, yes. but with a different clientele. Exactly. <laughs> Luck or Brady? Luck. Rodgers or Brady? Rodgers. Manning or Brady? Because him miss, not missing four games, that's how high I think Brady comes up the board, potentially. I would let somebody else take Manning. I would take Brady after Manning. So you would go Manning before Breeze? If, I mean, I'm sorry, Brady before Breeze? I, uh, Brady before Breeze or yes. Manning? Brady before, you'd say Manning before Brady? I think still, yeah, I think so. All right. I mean, for the record, Peyton Manning last year, 4,700 yards, 39 touchdowns. Manning, 4,100 yards, 33 touchdowns. So it was a better year for, for Manning than Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Brady or Roethlisberger? Brady. Well, let me save you some time. Breeze, Roethlisberger, Wilson, Matt Ryan. I'm taking Brady before all that. So he's fourth on your list now? Uh, yeah. He's fourth. fourth. I, I like Romo a lot this year. I think he also has a vengeance factor. Their, their running game is a bit depleted. I still take Brady before Romo, though. I can't kill you for that. I mean, I, I like Tony. Tony I, I was going to say, I like Tony Romo this year a lot. It hurts to say that as a Giant fan. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I could see Brady over him. The thing is this. Brady's going to throw for more yardage. Romo hasn't thrown for over 4,000 yards in two years in a row. Brady always throws for 4,000. Touchdowns are about the same. I can see two or three games where Brady's just going to give the rock to, to Blunt and just let him run. You know? Tony Romo's not a young kid anymore either. He's 35 years old. No, that's true. Brady's 38. Manning's 39. Uh, no sign of slowing down. Russell Wilson after Brady? Yes, Definitely. Definitely. So Luck, Rogers, Manning, Brady. That's your top four? That's my top four. That's what it does. And think about it. 24 hours ago, we would not have said that about Tom Brady because you couldn't have done it with a guy missing a quarter of the season. You know, uh, a couple weeks ago, Tim Hasselbeck, I saw him on ESPN, and they were talking about Brady, what he taken with the four-game suspension. And, and, he, and if people took his advice, they were golden. He said, you know what? Draft Brady like he does not have the four-game suspension because it's not a lock. That he that he's uh, gonna be suspended, and if if you get like a Tannehill or a, a Rivers to get you through four games, then then he's come back after four games really pissed off. Yeah, really pissed off. If you follow his advice, you're golden. You're golden. Well, I got to tell you, this off season, and, and listeners have heard this. I'm involved in a 16 team dynasty league, and we're gonna talk about it a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Sirius XM. Individual defense, dynasty league. Right before the draft, and we do a, a six-round rookie-only draft every year. Right before the draft, when I, let me backtrack. When I inherited the team, 
I inherited Andy Dalton as my starting quarterback mm. three or four years ago. Okay. I have constantly tried to get out from under Andy Dalton. Um, two years ago, I drafted Geno Smith. Yikes. Last year, I drafted Johnny Manziel and Zach Mettenberger. And okay. I thought maybe I had something with Mettenberger then uh-huh. until the Titans drafted Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. I had Brian Hoyer. So this year, with my first pick, fourth overall, I took Jameis Winston. Okay. About a day before the draft starts, I got offered a trade. And Brady's suspension was already known. Right. Guy really wanted Andre Johnson. Okay. I gave him Andre Johnson. Mind you, it's a dynasty, a a keep forever dynasty. Mm -hmm. Andre Johnson and Andy Dalton. I gave up. For Tom Brady and C.J. Anderson. Wow. Now. I, I would have done that for just Brady alone. Oh, now I've got Brady, and now my quarterback position seems to be in good shape. Mm-hmm. Because I got Brady, and then Winston when Brady retires. My number one running back was Matt Forte. I'm hoping C.J. Anderson can take that over. The downside to the trade, I was already thin at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I traded away Andre Johnson, and then I lost. Kelvin Benjamin to an ACL tear. Okay. Anquan Bolden is currently my top wide receiver. Um, so so there were good to bad. Realistically, I'm not winning this year. Next year's draft, it's all about wide receivers for sure. me. I, sure. I rebuild that position. Right. But he, the person I traded with, wanted to unload Brady, four-game suspension, boom, and now it's paid off for me. Gives me a shot to, to have a decent team this year, wide receiver positions going to hurt me, though, mm-hmm. going forward. Doug, next thing I wanted to hit on, and we talked about Brady. Well, let me ask you this now. Does Brady's reinstatement change your views on Gronkowski first and then Edelman, right? Gronk, for the most part, 12-team PPR. He's going uh, – uh, he's obviously the first tight end off the board. That's not even up for debate. Sure. But he's going late first, early second round, depending. We were in a draft together. Mm-hmm. Um, good, bad, or ugly. We saw Gronkowski go fourth overall. That's right. Shocked the room. It did. But the theory was he's better. I, the person drafted him said he's as good as any wide receiver I could draft. And I, and I get that. Okay. Well, that per, and that person took Andrew Luck in round two, correct, and then took Tom Brady in round ten. Right. So the dynamics of his whole team have now changed from us laughing at him to his team suddenly having possibly a winning combination there because that double point of Brady-Gronkowski is deadly. Sure. Gronkowski's currently going 2.01. He's the first pick in the second round. Is that, in general, is that high enough for you, or does he creep into the mid to late firsts overall in your mind knowing – Four more games of of Brady. You know, it, it definitely creeps him up a little bit. Uh, for me personally, when I get to the end of the first round, if, if that's where I am uh, in a PPR league, I'm I'm gonna forego the the running back situation and just go wide receiver. Um, Gronkowski is like a wide receiver. So, looking at his ADP here, he's uh, two point one. Uh, I he's he's right behind Calvin Johnson. He's two behind C.J. Anderson. I would take him over C.J. Anderson in a second. Okay. Um, in front of him is Odell Beckham and Demarius Thomas. I would still go Beckham or Thomas. I would, too. In front of that is Marshawn Lynch. 
would you take Ronkowski over Lynch? No. And the only reason being is the problem I have taking Gronkowski in the first round is I feel like you're constantly scrambling to fill positions as the draft goes on. Yeah. You, well, you know what? When you take a quarterback or a tight end in the first round, that's the way it's Where is Greg Olson being drafted? Greg Olson. He is being drafted in the four, the end of the fourth round. He's the Carolina lead, top target now yeah. with Kelvin Benjamin out. Yeah, he is. And I mean, even Martellus Bennett of the Bears, and we're going to talk about tight ends. I don't want to get too far into it now. Okay. But Martellus Bennett is 80 catches and 800 yards, right? He's the Bears' second option after Alshon Jeffrey. Brandon Marshall's out of town. Uh, uh, the rookie White, the top pick, he's out for the year with the shin surgery. I, I, I get the power of Gronk, but I, I would feel like I'm scrambling to fill other positions then. I agree. You know, I, yeah, well, I'm with quarterback. And I love when I'm in a draft and somebody grabs quarterbacks and tight ends like Gronk early. Love it. Because for me, the way I see it is you're dropping wide receiver, quality wide receivers and running backs that I'm going to want closer to me. Mm-hmm. So although I would love to – I actually – tell me what you think about this. And I think you probably would agree with what I did. I was in a 10-team league draft, picked second overall, took – Le'Veon Bell, first, uh, my first pick. What pick did you have? Second pick. Okay. 18th pick, come back around, I had the option of Demarius Thomas or Gronkowski. And you already had Bell. And I had Bell. I would have probably gone Demarius. I took Demarius. Did not expect him to be there. No, all. no. In that draft before me, guys took, uh, in the first round, a guy took DeMarco Murray. Oh, wow. Another guy took Luck. Second round guy took uh, um, Aaron Rodgers, so people were falling back to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but in, in in a normal world, I wouldn't have seen Demarius Thomas. I would no. have been more than happy to take Ronkowski in the second round. In the third round, I got Cobb. I was very happy with that too. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, I just think I just think this. Now, in the draft wearing together, I feel like I waited too long for a tight end. Guys got snatched right before me and. You can't wait too long, but I'm not a big believer in the, in the tight end in the first round. As talented as Gronkowski is, you know, not for nothing, a year ago, Jimmy Graham was the first tight end off the board. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got him in the second round, and Jimmy Graham was good, but he wasn't second round good. Tight end is a fickle position. It really is. And uh, you need dominant, and Gronkowski is dominant, but... At the same time, I think you get other value also. We'll talk about the tight ends more in a little bit. Doug, the other ADP surprise, possibly, and I know this is a little bit old, right, the Jordy Nelson injury, the devastating ACL tear, uh, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams was a late-round flyer at best in most drafts. Devontae Adams, as of today, over the last five days, is currently going as the 16th overall wide receiver, going as the 10th pick in the third round of a 12-team PPR. Keep that in mind, folks. Most of our conversation is, in general is involving a 12-team PPR. If you have a more specific question, standard league, smaller league, a bigger league, give us a call, 347-838-8088, and, uh, and, we could, and we'll, we'll specify the conversation to your need. But Devontae Adams, 12-team PPR, going 16th wide receiver overall. He's going right after Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, he is going before such names as Jarvis Landry, 
Andre Johnson, Amari Cooper, Jeremy Macklin, Golden Tate, Julian Edelman, which I think his ADP might go up a little bit now too, Doug, and you're nodding in agreement there, uh, and Keenan Allen all going in round four uh, after, after Adams in round three. Doug, this is a second-year player who – th- these numbers, this ADP is based strictly on projection. Right. Do you agree with it? Is it worth playing? i got to be honest. I had a 12-team online Yahoo League, a, a podcast league with a bunch of other guys, different podcast guys, and I had the final pick in the first round, 12 overall. I took Calvin Johnson and Jeremy Hill at 12-13. Mm-hmm. And I took Devontae Adams at the third, fourth round split. So so I kind of went there. That was 36th overall pick. Mm-hmm. I was in that spot. Is it too soon? Is it is it too much of a fantasy to think this guy's going to come in and, and replicate Jordy Nelson's numbers? Well, they're not looking for him to replicate Jordy Nelson. They're looking for him to replicate Cobb. They think he's now the number two. He's the new Cobb. And you know what? He's... He's a talented guy, but he's he's not quite there for me yet. You know, I need to see more. Um, Where would you feel comfortable taking him? Are you comfortable at the end of the third round taking Devontae Adams? Or would you rather have Jarvis Landry, Andre Johnson, Amari Cooper, Golden Tate, Edelman, one of those guys? I would rather have Landry, Andre Johnson, Cooper, um, and jumping down a few people, I would take uh, Allen Robinson over him as well. The number one in uh, in Jacksonville. See that one, I'm disagreeing with. Okay. I'm disagreeing with, only because if you tell me Allen Robinson and Devontae Adams are equally talented, which they may very well be, mm-hmm. you got to run with the guy having Aaron Rodgers throw the ball over Blake Bortles. Uh, you know what? I understand that 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 uh, argument. Um, Let me ask you this, though. Let me okay. ask you this. Go ahead. If I said. Devontae Adams will give you 75% of Jordy Nelson's numbers from last year. Would you sign up for that? What round? Round four? Round, round three. three. 75% of Jordy Nelson's numbers so what, at, about, at pick 36. What is that, about 800 yards, roughly? That would be <coughs> 850. Seven, 75 catches. Mm-hmm. That would be um, twelve hundred yards. Jordy Nelson had fifteen hundred yards. Oh, did he have that? Okay. It would be about eleven to twelve hundred yards, uh-huh. and it would be about nine touchdowns. If that were the case, I would sign up for that in a second. But I don't think it's going to happen. You don't think he even gives seventy-five percent of Jordy Nelson's numbers? No. Um, Jeff Janis is behind him, but. I, Behind. Jeff Janis is two behind him. Ty Montgomery, the rookie, the third-round pick, is technically third. Yes. Janis, the seventh-round pick of last season, mm-hmm. Packers have come out and said he's the most talented guy, yep. but he's just raw. He's raw. He's, raw. He's bigger. And faster. Than Cobb. He's stronger. He has a, a larger radius, catch radius. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, he's raw. Very raw. Uh, he's, he's tough. He doesn't like to go down when he gets hit at all. The, day, the Packers offensive coordinators have admitted this offseason after the Jordy Nelson injury that Janice has a lot of work to do. That Montgomery, only now a rookie, is more NFL-ready than Janice, who's in his second year. Yeah. But Janice isn't going anywhere because of the, the raw talent he possesses. Right. right. 
to me, Janice is a waiver wire watch. Oh, no, I agree. I, I would not. I mean, in your 14, 16 team leagues. Worth a flyer late. I, I would take him at the end. Yep. Because he'll, because he'll, I mean, so, you know what? At that, at that large a league, someone's going to take him. Yes. May as well be you. Right, exactly. You know, exactly. Um, so I, no, in a 10, 12 team league, I would not, I would not draft him. But I'm not convinced that uh, Devontae Adams is there yet. But we're going to find out because mm-hmm. he has more than anyone else skyrocketed up the ADPs this sure. this uh, this summer. Um, Can I say real quick? I, I hate myself right now because he was on my my radar to take at the end of my first draft about two weeks ago. And long story short, I had a guy, you know, from Houston, Texas, that was drafting with us. He had a business thing, so I had to help him draft. Mm-hmm. And then some other guy is not so bright, so I had to help him. <laughs> I just lost my focus, didn't draft him, and now he's on the wave wire. I could have had him around 15 easily. Oh, and, I, and, and you're not going to get him on waves. It's a, it's an auction waiver. i got to put up $500, half my half – my, my He's worth it. Think so? Yeah. yeah well, who are your wide receivers? Let me think. I have like 18 leagues. Uh, in that league, I have Cobb. Okay. So to have, to have Cobb and Adams would have been phenomenal. Um, Demarius Thomas, I got in the second round. Okay. You um, have a flex play to use, too? Yep. I have uh, Andre Johnson. I'd spend a lot of money on Adams. Yeah. I well, well, the guy who has Jordy, you know he's going to spend a ton. So how much is a ton? I mean, is 500 enough? Is he going to... Is he going to Go all out for seven hundred. You know what I mean? It's hard to say. See, here's the kick: you don't want to not bid and have him go it's like a hundred bucks for less than. Like, if I had known he was only going to go for a hundred, I would have bid. Sure. Right? You don't want that. You want to put a legit because he is three hundred dollars. Maybe he up. is. You know, he's going to be at the very least. I think he's a safe wide receiver too all year, or or flex in a, in an even better scenario. Um, I think he's a week in and week off, start, weekends and that week out start. I don't think you could debate that. Um, and to let him walk, upsetting me <laughs> To let him walk to someone else is going to kick you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you got to put a legitimate bid on him because I mean, realistically, as the season goes on, right? Mm-hmm. How many times during the season is that much? You're not only getting that much impact. But you're getting that much impact over a full season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like a, a guy will come out in week 10 and you'll go, wow, I got to add him. But you're getting him for f- four games. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham last season, he came on the waiver wire after week four, right? Week four, week five. Right. His first game, I think he went four catches for 44 yards. In our league where I was unable to sign him, nobody else wanted him. He didn't show anything. Mm-hmm. If I had waited just one or two weeks later, I had no shot at him. Right. I think if you want Adams, you're gonna have to pay. You're gonna have to pay a lot. But if you've drafted enough depth, and now obviously you'd have enough depth that depth that wide receiver. I have John Brown as well. I think it's gonna be a stud. So you got five there. If you get Adams, and then if you feel you have enough depth at running back, you can survive. Mm-hmm. Tight quarterback. You don't have to pay big for a quarterback with the waiver wire. Right. There'll always be a Colin Kaepernick that you can get for twenty bucks, mm-hmm. a Kirk Cousins for a buy, you know, somebody to fill in for a bye week for a couple of bucks. The question is, will you have enough to to 
survive running back injury if you pay big on Devontae Adams. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's what you have to consider. Uh, do you go all out for this one guy? Or, I mean, because, you know, injuries happen. And I'm sure people listening out there, or um, there's got to be a few people who are that guy that always gets hit, hit, gets hit by the bug every year. Yeah. You know? And uh, so, I mean, you've you got to give yourself some leeway for another big spend later on. If there's ever been a season that has proven that you cannot draft early, it's been this season. Guys always get hurt. Mm-hmm. But you lost two impact receivers this year. Two players who were drafted as wide receiver ones. Right. And Kelvin Benjamin and Jordy Nelson. You had it happen in one league. I was in one league that drafted before the injuries occurred. Uh, Devontae Adams was taken late in that draft. So, you know, now you're the poor schlep who drafted Jordy Nelson strictly because a bunch of guys couldn't find the date to get together, uh, uh, you know, after August 21st. Life happens. And and now, and now you, your season's over. You lose Jordy Nelson, there's a good chance your season's over. Yeah. Well, the guy who took him in that league, he has Jordy Nelson and his next wide receiver is Edelman. His, good, but not great. Right. He's and, not a wide receiver one. No, he's not. I mean, he'll give you those games where he gets 25 points. And you know, but he's not yeah. he's not a, a one. Not a one. And, and his third wide receiver after that is Garcon. Wow. Yeah. So he's he's hurting. Yeah. And so he's gotta he's gotta go all in on Adams. Yeah. That and that's what I'm worried about. He's got I mean, his wide receiver core is pretty thin. He's gonna outbid you. He's gotta. But but like, but like you said, I should I, you know I Don't gotta, let him walk away for nothing. Mm-hmm. Make him earn that bid. That would that would be it. You got to make them earn that. Yeah. So interesting, Doug. In Carolina, we we mentioned Kelvin Benjamin. Is there a receiver there that piques any interest at all, or is it really just Greg Olson? Are you interested in the rookie uh, um, Funches? Um, are you interested in Ted Ginn, Jericho Cottery, um, Jared Boykin, the former Packer, is there now? Or is it just give me Greg Olson, let him get his 80 receptions, and and I'm just staying away from everybody else. Um, Can Carolina hit on two rookie receivers in a row? I mean, that seems that seems like the odds are against that. Well, he, he's going to get the targets. I mean, if they double up Olson, which they're going to do, I mean, the, the guy is, is a super talent. But, I mean, if they double him up, where else is he going to go? Funches is currently the 40th wide receiver off the board, end of the eighth round. Are you comfortable with him there? Before he's going before veterans Anquan Bolden, Roddy White, Eric Decker, just to name three. That I don't feel comfortable with. Yeah, I mean, and, and Steve Johnson, San Diego, with Gates out for four weeks, he can really have a, a nice a nice month there. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I, I've seen his I've seen his videos. The guy's talented. Yeah. He's going to be good. He'll be a nice wide receiver. Three, eventually, mm-hmm. but no. Um, I mean, at this excuse me, at, at this point, uh, what, what, what round? Ninth round? End of eight. Eight point eleven. There's probably two or three running backs that I'm I'm looking to take before I want to take him. Right, and if you're telling me I could skip him and grab Roddy White or Eric Decker in round nine, um, Devontae Parker, who did play. Tonight, he got a catch for 11 yards, so his foot is healthy. He should be okay for week one for for the Dolphins. Devontae Parker in round 10. Michael Floyd in round 11. I mean, Brandon LaFell in round 11, Doug. 
Yeah. Brandon LaFell now with four extra games of tone. You know, I know he's got a foot. LaFell may miss week one. Got to still see what happens there. You know, um, you got who we talk about. Ty Montgomery of the Packers. The Packers number three receiver. He's going in round 12. He's worth a flyer. Funches, I like him. You know he's going to get targets in Carolina after Olsen. But I don't like him in round eight when I could get a, a little more something proven in round nine or ten. Look who's around him at, uh, at his ADP. Um, would you rather have Funchess or would you rather have Tevin Coleman? I'd, ra- I'd go with the running back almost every time there, yeah. Tevin Coleman. Let's say you don't have a, a, a tight end yet. Right near him is Owen Daniels, Jason Witten, Tyler Effort. Would you rather have them or would you I'd rather? I take Witten or, or I love Owen Daniels Owen, this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trey Mason, you know he's going to get a few stars. Uh, that one I may take the chance on Funches. Okay. Devonta Freeman? Again, I'd go with the running back there, though. Freeman, Coleman. I, that's going to be interesting how that plays out over the course of the season. And behind, around behind him, you have Duke Johnson, who I don't want to say I like him, but, I mean, they love him over there. There's a lot of balls over there. Yeah. I, I don't see the scenario where I would take him over those guys. In round At that ADP, yes. Yeah. You tell me he's 10? sitting there in round 10, it's a different story. Yes, it is. I Absolutely. It's a, it's a totally, totally different story. All right, Doug, with about a half hour left or so, maybe a little less, a little bit more, depending on how much we feel like talking, mm-hmm. um, we've covered this summer uh, every position. We've talked. Uh, I talked quarterbacks one day. You and I have done running backs and wide receivers. Well, last week we were supposed to cover the tight end position, and uh, we got blog talked out. And uh, so let's. we want to spend a few minutes on it today, um, you know, just looking at the position. And I think we talked a little bit about what I wanted to start the conversation about, and that's Rob Gronkowski, end of the, beginning of the second, end of the first round. Uh, we get the value there. There's no denying it. Um, he's the best in the business, and now he's got his quarterback for four games, right? Gronkowski last year. Uh, 80 catches, 1,100 yards, 12 touchdowns. The guy's an absolute beast and has been now for a few seasons. Um, so we'll, we'll bypass that. We both agree, though, we probably wouldn't draft him because we don't like how thin it leaves us in other spots. I agree, yeah. I mean, where we're comfortable drafting him, he's gone. Yes, he's gone. So now that takes us to everybody else. And the consensus is that Jimmy Graham is the second tight end off the board. Right. Jimmy Graham just a year ago was a first-round pick in 12 teams. He was Gronkowski. The hype machine was huge. Huge. On him. And he was okay. He had 889 yards. He had 10 touchdowns, 85 receptions. But it just seems to me, and I was a Jimmy Graham owner, he's always nicked. Mm-hmm. He's never out for a whole game. But there were games, you know, maybe he only yeah, he's questionable. He only plays in the red zone package, yeah. things like that. He's always nicked. You know, he did play in 16 games last year, but he wasn't, it wasn't a healthy 16 games. He's going second tight end. He's going at 310, and he's now in Seattle. At the end of the third round, Jimmy Graham, the best receiver the Seattle Seahawks have had in their, in their recent run of success. Mm-hmm. Right, Doug Baldwin was their number one receiver last year. Do you, does Jimmy Graham's? Does your opinion of Jimmy Graham improve from this time now that he's in Seattle, or does it is it irrelevant, or is it worse? He improves for me definitely. He's, he's the number one receiver. In Target. Seattle. Yep. 
I mean, hands down. I mean, and not just red zone. Red zone, they're going to die, die and throw the ball to him, but everywhere. I think they have two play, three plays in Seattle in the, with, on the uh-huh. keeper to Russell Wilson, handoff to Marshawn Lynch, throw to Jimmy Graham. I think those are the only three red zone plays the Seahawks have this year. Yeah. But you know what? Once again, where he's available, I'm not comfortable taking him. End of the third round? In nope. Beginning of the fourth? No. No, because at that point, I want to be building up my either wide receiver core or my running back core. So look who's around him. Let me ask you this one. He's neck and neck with Devontae Adams. Who do you want more? Who would you take? That's tough. Clock's running out. Hurry up. Who do you take? I'd probably take Devontae Adams. I would, too. I would, too. Um, but everyone around him. Imagine. Only because of the position. Yeah. Mike Evans, Emmanuel Sanders, Mark Ingram, Devontae Adams. Every one of them. Jimmy Graham, Latavius Murray, Jarvis Landry, Doug Martin, Andre Johnson. Do you want any of those guys over? I would not. I over? would not take Doug Martin. I would not take Jarvis Landry. And I'd be on the fence over Latavius Murray. Everybody else, I would take over Jimmy Graham. So it's the wraparound of round three into round four, and he's right, right and he's right there for you. Do you take him? You went wide receiver, wide receiver. It's round three, four. I gotta grab a running back there more than likely. I would feel the need to take a running back. It would depend on how confident I am in the running back I take. If I'm able to grab Melvin Gordon of the Chargers in round three, I may just. It also depend on who else is on the board. Right. You know, if there's been a heavy run of running backs, like like for example, Doug, in the draft we were in, the only tight end I drafted was Austin Safar and Jenkins mm-hmm. in round twelve, I think, or round thirteen. I, I, I think it took him last. No, I had my kicker last. So he was like round 13 or 14. I took Safar and Jenkins. You have the draft board there. 14, yes. Round 14. That wasn't my plan. Mm -hmm. I had tight ends I wanted. Uh, Owen Daniels was sitting there in I think round 10 or 11. I was all set to grab him. Mm -hmm. I got skunked two picks earlier. Right. And then when I looked at the board, the value just kept dropping for me. Yeah. And... I'll be honest. If I didn't have to draft a tight end, I wouldn't have drafted anybody at that point. The the tight end is essentially the redheaded stepchild of fantasy football. You know, you don't want them, but you have to deal with them. Yeah. You know, and and that's the thing. It, it just keeps on. You you, you want to see who's going to fall to you. Then yeah. when they don't, you wait even longer. You know, around ten, the ten uh, nine ten wraparound, I took Witten. Okay. Uh, you took, I have it in front of me, you took blue. I remember doing the direct, you, you glared at me. You tried to get in my head. <laughs> and you know what? It worked because I was going to take blue. Okay. And you took blue, and then I took uh, Duke Johnson. Okay. And Witten. And then who did I take? You took Eli Manning two rounds after you took Russell Wilson. So if Witten was there, would you have taken Witten there? Probably, yeah. Because I, 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 I knew you were going to. Probably. And I, and I thought, you know what? I and like then when did Owen Daniels get drafted? Owen Daniels, uh, you know what? He was actually two rounds later. Yeah, and I was—he was coming to me. He was mine then. He was two people. It was right before you. It was—it was two picks before you. It was Daniels and then Larry uh, Donnell went. Larry Donnell. Donnell, yeah. And then who did I take? You took Roddy White. Yeah, see, I was done then. The tight end. Then I, I kept pushing it back. Yeah. I kept pushing it back. Yeah. I wouldn't have taken Donnell. I wanted Owen Daniels there. Yeah, I. I Owen t- Daniels last season after I think it was week seven or week eight was the eighth ranked fantasy tight end in fantasy football. Yeah. He's bat- playing for Gary Kubiak. Peyton Manning's makes tight end stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love Owen Daniels this year. Okay, 
So Jimmy Graham's you're not taking him where he's going. Nope. Right? So yeah. now you've missed Gronk, you've missed Graham. Where are you looking for your tight end now? And who do you want? After Graham, I love Olsen, especially now with Kevin Benjamin out. I mm-hmm. love Olsen. Um, in one in, in the draft I took before he um, Benjamin got hurt, he went in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. He's currently going third tight end, 4.10. So he's going end of the fourth, beginning of the fifth. That's about right. Um, but at that point, it's basically who do I like? You know, I, I'm, I'm my philosophy again, and, and I, I feel this way about – tight end and quarterback for the most part. Let people have at it. Let, 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 let the run go and see who's there. Left standing, maybe, yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll jump in on the run. Maybe I won't, mm-hmm. you know. Um, well, just a quick point, I mean, about Greg Olson, right? I mean, this guy is a model of stability since he's gone to Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, just over 1,000 yards. year before that, over 800. year before that, over 800. His receptions have gone up three years in a row, 69, 73, 84. Touchdowns are as consistent as could be. I mean, when you look at this, over the last five seasons, he's had five, 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 six, and six touchdowns. So, so he's super, super consistent. You know what you're going to get out of him. Uh, he stays on the field. You know, last season he played. Uh, he has played 16 games every year since 2010. He's always on the field. He's 800 yards. He's six touchdowns, and he's 70 to 80 catches. Kelvin Benjamin's not there. He's going to be Cam Newton's number one target. I would expect another solid year out of Olsen. Clearly, he's your number three. Uh, Travis Kelsey, I think I think we agree, would be the fourth tight end off the board. Yeah. A lot of upside with Kelsey. Uh, last season, he finished with 67 receptions, 862 yards, five touchdowns. You like him. He's going in the fifth round. Um, the guy I love more than everybody else, though, maybe, is Martellus Bennett uh, of the Bears. Uh, he left the Cowboys. He couldn't get out from underneath Jason Witten. Yep. Eli Manning helped turn him into a legitimate tight end mm-hmm. back in 2012. Big contract to the Bears. Last season, Doug, 90 receptions, over 900 yards, six touchdowns. Okay? Uh, Brandon Marshall's gone. Kevin White is hurt. New offense. Matt Forte won't have all the receptions he had last season. He's essentially the second option there for the Bears after Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, I, I loved Bennett since Dallas. I mean, I could see, but in, you know, in Dallas, he was still very raw. Yes. And again, behind, when almost like towards the end of his prime, but still a legit tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I like him. You know, Travis. I think Travis Kelsey is one of those guys where the hype machine is huge on him right now. Huge. You know, he's a, he's a big guy. He's uh, has his decent speed. He, he loves running people over. Um, I could see him. Finishing behind Bennett, Owen Daniels, maybe even Jason Witten. So okay. he's, one of, he's one of those guys that, you know, he's going around, what, around five, I'm assuming? Around five? Yeah, around five. Five, five. So, again, he's at the spot where let somebody else take him and uh, just, just wait. Bennett in round six, I think it's great value there. Great value. Great, great value. value. Um, you got Jordan Cameron. <clears throat> Listen. Jordan Cameron's out of Cleveland and paying, playing in Miami. If that doesn't upgrade you, nothing will. And the hype machine for Miami right now is huge. Tannehill has been climbing the ADP big time in the past few weeks. Well, well I mean, I, I wrote something on Tannehill, I think, for Draft Valet recently. If you go to draftvalet.com and check out the blog, shameless plug. Um, you know, Tannehill, every year his numbers have gone up. Mm-hmm. 
Okay? 3,200, 3,900, over 4,000 yards. 12, 24, 27. Tannenhill's going to crack 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns this year. He is, and I called him, I wrote about him for last year for being a sleeper. Yes. And he came through, especially until the end. You know, it was about, I want to say week six, seven, eight. Maybe he started really picking it up. Well, you look at the offense now around him, right? Mm-hmm. Devontae Parker's healthy. Jarvis Landry. Greg Jennings. Kenny Stills can go deep. You got Jordan Cameron. And the defense is solid now. Miami's a good team. Yeah, they are. Miami is a good team. You know, here's some interesting stats. Doug, do you know, and this is on, uh, I wrote a tight end article yesterday or the day before for Draft Valley. Go to their blogs. Go to Draft Valley. Sign up. Great site. I'm excited, thrilled to be working for them. But check it out. And uh, I wrote a blog for them. Last season, only six tight ends caught more than six touchdown passes. Name them. Gronkowski? Mm-hmm. Uh, Graham? Okay, you got the obvious, too. Yeah. Uh, can I stop there? Olsen? Nope. He had six. More than six. Uh, more, okay. All right, I'm going to guess Witten. No. Really? Oh, uh, I know uh, Denali Walker. Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker, nope. No? No. Julius Thomas, definitely. He had 12. Gates. Three, three guys. Gates. Antonio Gates had 12. Mm-hmm. Um, Gates, Gronk, Julius Thomas all had 12. Two more. Had eight each. Tyler Eifert? Nope. He was hurt all year. That's true. Uh, not Jordan Cameron. Nope. He had a terrible year. He was hurt all year for Cleveland. Yeah. Um, Their ADP is shockingly low. Oh, they, do they play for the Colts? Yes, they do. Both of them. Kobe Fleener and Dwayne Allen. Kobe Fleener and Dwayne Allen each had eight touchdown receptions. Currently, Dwayne Allen is 15th tight end off the board, Mm -hmm. and Kobe Fleener is even after that. So this is what we talk about. Tight end is a position you could sit on. You're telling me you can get eight touchdowns out of Dwayne Allen in the 13th round. Both of them are playing for contracts. Yeah. Well, you know what scares people about them is there are – Four legitimate wide receivers. Two tight ends, Johnson and T.Y. Yeah, plus two first-round picks in the last two years in Dante Moncrief and Philip Dorsett. So I can see people don't want to touch them. It's because, I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. A lot. But that's two guys with eight touchdowns. You know, Gates had 12 touchdowns last year, but he's missing four games due to suspension. Julius Thomas, 12 touchdowns last year. He's not with Peyton Manning anymore. No, he's not. He he has never in his career played a full season, and he's not going to this year as he's missing the first three or four weeks, you know. But then you got Owen Daniels. Now, what's interesting here? Here's another interesting fact: Peyton Manning has thrown at least six touchdowns to his tight end, okay, over the, every year over the last ten seasons. Ten years in a row, his tight end has gotten six touchdowns. This year, the tight end benefactor is Owen Daniels, who is a top eight scoring tight end after Week Nine for the Ravens. So. Dennis Pitter got hurt last year for the Ravens. Owen Daniels, coming off an ACL tear, played well. And now he's being paid, pa- uh, paired with every tight end's favorite quarterback and Payne Manning. Mm-hmm. Owen Daniels, eighth round, steal. Steal. Yeah. Would yeah. you touch Julius Thomas this year? Whose ADP, by the way, has dropped from eighth all the way down to round 11 with the up. surgery. He's out for four weeks, right? Three or four weeks. Yeah. Um, would I touch him? In the 11th round? 
As my first tight end? No. no. I just dropped him in a league that I drafted before the, the surgery was announced. Mm-hmm. I drafted him. I dropped him for Delaney Walker. I had to. I, I'm not carrying two tight ends. I don't have an injured reserve spot. Mm-hmm. I just had to let him loose. Doug, who were the two tight ends with the most red zone targets last year? Is it Gronk? Nope. Nope. Um, it's a fun game. I did my tight end research. Jason Witten. No. Um, I'll give you one. It was Jimmy Graham. Red zone targets. Jimmy Graham, and I think he'll repeat that in Seattle. Yeah, he will. Not Greg Olson. You're never going to get it. Um, and is, again, he is, is, is... Jeremy Shockey? It is. It is. He plays for the team Jeremy Shockey played for. Wow. Dial, really? Larry Donnell. Larry Donnell finished the season with 20 red zone targets, second to only Jimmy Graham. Okay, he had six touchdowns, and his current ADP is as the 24th overall tight end. (laughs) 24th overall tight end. He's going after Vernon Davis, Josh Hill, Austin Safarin Jenkins. 24th tight end. And yet he had more targets, more red zone targets than Gronkowski, Olsen, Kelsey, Bennett, all of those guys. And that's where they make the money, is the red zone. Thank you. You know? So I think we're in a consensus here where you just wait on tight end. If it's not a guy you really want, wait. It's doable. When I look at the fact – all right, here's another name I'm going to throw out there. Richard Rodgers. Yeah. Richard Rodgers of the Packers. He was, I think, a second or a third-round pick two years ago. Right. I think he was a third-round pick. He's currently going 16th overall, 13th round. Listen, he's not a sure bet. You know, he's got other options there in Green Bay. But Jermichael Finley had some impact in Green Bay, and Green Bay has not been able to replace Finley since his career ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Andrew Qualis was not, is not a number one tight end. Good player. Rodgers has more upside. He has passed Qualis on the depth chart. If you told me, Anthony, I'm going to lay low on tight end, and I'm going to grab two of them late, and I'm going to grab a Dwayne Allen and Richard Rodgers in rounds 13 and 14, and I'm going to play the matchup every week, I'm telling you, you're going to do okay. I think you're going to do okay with that. Well, what was, you know, the number one wide receiver gone? Yeah. I mean, Devontae Adams, he's he's a talent, but he's going to spread the ball around even more. I think so. I agree. I agree. Doug, DeMarco Murray leaving the Cowboys, good or bad for Jason Witten? Because keep in mind, Jason Witten only had 88 targets last year, his fewest since 2005. He only had, and I was stunned when I read this stat, mm-hmm. only eight red zone targets. Think about that. Jason Witten was only throwing the ball eight times inside the 20-yard line. DeMarco Murray's gone. I've said all offseason, I think that helps Witten. You I, think? I see Jason Witten to the Giants. As Chipper Jones to the Mets. <laughs> He's a, the old guy who just never goes away. Yeah. You know? Uh, I think, did you have him last year? I think you did. In one of our no, I had Jimmy Graham. He, he's the guy where when he's playing against you, you, you can't stop watching the game until it's over. Because he's right. always there lurking. Yep. When, whenever you see, I get, totally get what you're saying. Whenever you see Romo scramble, you think to yourself, oh, man, he, you, know he's throwing, you know Des is double covered. Cowboys down by 10, four minutes left. Jason Witten could be shut down. He's getting seven receptions yes. on the final drive. Yes, he is. And that's, and, and that's one of those things where you, 
you know, as a Giant fan, you, you love to hate him. Yes. You, he's a good guy off the field. He's a respectable player. So you love to root for him, but when you're playing against him, it's brutal. It's brutal. And like you said, two-minute two minute drill, when you're down by five, you know he's a guy who's just kind of lurking. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, five, six grabs for 50 yards, and uh, he's a killer. He's a Chipper Jones for the Mets. Yeah, that's very My father-in-law hates Chipper Jones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just look at the ADPs of these tight ends, right? We talked about some Josh Hill and the Saints. I'm not all sold on him. He's actually running with the second team right now in New Orleans behind uh, the veteran Ben Watson. Yeah, just okay. because he's replacing Jimmy Graham doesn't mean he is Jimmy Graham. Well, listen, to everyone's credit, the, 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 the hype train was huge on Hill. Huge. It slowed down. Big time. And even in New Orleans, they're saying, you know what? He's going to do a lot of blocking. Yeah. A I mean, Ben Watson's running with the first team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, we mentioned Dwayne Allen. Are you willing to draft Gates? Yeah. Yeah. People, I've seen people take him around, around 14, 15, 16. Sit him on your bench for four games, and then yeah. you, off you go. I mean, he was huge last year. Huge. Keep in mind, Zach Ertz, who at one time was a top five tight end coming into the season, yep. plummeting, uh, groin surgery, hoping to be ready for week one, but that's still in debate. Here's another guy whose value has plummeted, though, now, where it's valuable. He's an 11th round pick at this point in ADP, 12th, uh, uh, 13th tight end off the board. The only downside is you, if you draft him, and I don't like owning two tight ends. Right. If uh, I, I just don't. But if I could get Zach Ertz, Maybe I draft Dwayne Allen two rounds later and, and wait for Ertz to get healthy. Yeah, the talk for a while was Ertz is going to be the second largest, uh, you know, target whore, if you will, in Philly yeah. behind Jordan Matthews. And now that that, I mean, that was probably about three weeks ago, four, about mm-hmm. a month ago. And now, like you said, and he was ranked real high. Oh, yeah, he, was really a t- he was at the start of the preseason. It was Gronkowski, Graham, Olsen, Kelsey, Ertz. Yeah. So thank God I didn't draft him early like a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I'm not comfortable. I just, I just don't want him. Tyler Eifert comes with a lot of hype. He's going as the eighth tight end, former first-round pick, still 25 years old. He's coming off elbow and shoulder surgery. Uh, last season, he only played one game. He had three receptions. Uh Jermaine Gresham is gone now in Cincinnati. Eifert is clearly the guy. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who you could draft after round seven, round eight, round nine, round ten with a ton of upside. Um, Delaney Walker, I love a tight end with a rookie quarterback. Oh, sure. I, I love he's, it. He's the safety valve. Period. Yes. Period. It, it really, Doriel Green Beckham is raw. Kendall Wright is going to be the first option there. Delaney Walker is going to be the second. The Titan running game is, a, is unsettled with Bishop Sankey and Cobb. Right. The rookie wide receiver is not ready. They've got to provide Mariota an out. I mm-hmm. think that's going to be Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker last year had 890 yards, four touchdowns, 63 receptions. year before for Tennessee, uh, he had six touchdowns. It's a guy who gives you about five touchdowns a year, 60 catches, and anywhere from seven to 900 yards. Uh, I, I don't mind Delaney Walker at all. I think Mariota's going to lean on him, Doug. You're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of play action dump offs to him a lot. Yeah, because you uh. know what, and, and especially they, they want him. I mean, he's their future right. second pick in the in the draft. You know, they they don't want him sitting back in the pocket taking a seven step drop. No, throwing, they, they don't want him taking the abuse. So they they want to do a lot of tight end dumps, little you know check down to the wide the uh, the running back. So yeah, he, he's going to be a huge target. Yeah, big target. He's going to be interesting. Uh, what do you and, think of Kyle Rudolph this year? 
I don't. Yeah. I don't. I feel like Kyle Rudolph has teased us now a few years. And you know what? I'll buy you dinner. I'll take you out. But you teased me a couple of times through. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm ready to move on. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know. last year he played he, – here's the thing with Rudolph. The last two seasons he's only played in 17 games out of a possible 32. Right. So he's only playing half a season. Uh, he's never had 500 yards receiving. Uh, you know, two, in 2012 he had nine touchdowns. Since then, the last two years combined, he's only had five. He hasn't proven he could stay on the field. Adrian Peterson's back in Minnesota. You know he's option one, two, and three. Sure. Um, you know, Rudolph's going to have a game in week two that everybody's going to rush to add him off the wave of wire. Right. And by week five, you're going to be looking for another tight end, in my sure. opinion. Sure. I don't go out of my way. He's too injury prone. I would rather have Walker and some of these other guys. I'd rather take a flyer on uh, – and not everybody loves Dwayne Allen, but I don't see it. I'd rather have Dwayne Allen. I know he only had 395 catches – I mean 395 yards, but he had eight touchdowns. Kobe Fleener, 774 yards, eight touchdowns. I don't care how crowded it is in Indianapolis. <laughs> Andrew Luck's going to chuck the ball all over the field. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so those are some guys I'd, I'd prefer. You want to get cute? Get cute. Draft Antonio Gates and back him up with Richard Rodgers. And roll with Rodgers for four weeks till Gates comes back. I have no problem doing that. I have no problem with that. No. And, and then see what happens. Um, but, Doug, it is 11 o'clock here, Eastern Time, and we are very quickly, as always, um, out of time. Before we go, though, we do have one call, and I apologize. It's been on hold for a while, so let's get to it. Um, hello, you're on the air with Anthony and Doug. Who's this? This is Rich from Limbrook. Rich from Lindbrook, what's up, brother? How are you today? Good. How are you? What's up? Good, brother? man. What do you got going on tonight? I was I was actually wondering what do you guys think about Reggie Wayne this year? Do you think he will even be relevant on the Patriots? Doug, we'll throw that to you. Um, you know what, Rich? I would not touch him. I would no. Not, you know, I mean, well, let me rephrase that. If you're in a ten or twelve league team, I wouldn't take the flyer on him. Fourteen, sixteen deep leagues, yeah, take a shot. But, I mean, look who's in front of him. You have Gronk, Edelman, LaFell. Uh, I don't see him getting a lot of um, – uh, I will say this, though. Yeah. I will say this, Rich. If if Brandon LaFell starts the season on the pup list like it's rumored that he may, then you okay. maybe take a flyer on Reggie Wayne. Um, if LaFell is ready to go in week one and at best Reggie Wayne's the third option, the wide receiver three, which would make him the fourth option, I kind of agree with Doug. 14-team league or larger. Otherwise, you're keeping an eye on him in the waiver wire. He's 36 years old. He looked slow last year for the Colts. Nobody wanted him this offseason until the, Col- until the Patriots just snapped him up. Uh, that's our take there on Reggie Wayne. All right, Rich? All right. Thank you very much, guys. All right, man. Have a good one, Rich. Hey, Thanks for the call. Rich, one more thing. Uh, week three, four, five, when he gets five catches and gets two touchdowns and people go to feast on him, let everyone else get him, and you just sit back and take somebody else. Yeah, take somebody else with higher upside. There you go. Thanks, Rich, Rich from Limerick. And, Rich, we apologize. We kept you on hold there for a little longer than we would have liked. We do apologize. But, Doug, we are out of time. Um, another great show. Just a reminder, Doug and I will be with you every Thursday night, 10 o'clock Eastern time. We'll comment about the game, uh, the Thursday night game as it airs, and then we'll help you set your lineups each and every week uh, uh, for the following Sunday, both in yearly and daily leagues. Uh, we'll, we'll take a look at that and talk about that uh, every Thursday night. So make sure you tune in uh, live on Thursday nights or whenever on demand on Blog Talk Radio 
or on iTunes. Want to remind everybody you can follow on Twitter at A N E N O Fantasy. That's A A N I A N O Fantasy. Follow the show on Facebook, the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. Make sure you check out the sites that uh, I'm associated with, rotoballer.com, as well as draftvalet.com. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff going on both those places, so make sure you check it out. Remember, I'm also on the air every Tuesday night, 9 o'clock, for Roto Ball or Fantasy Sports Radio with my co-host, Real Talk Raph. We'll spend Tuesday nights talking waiver wire, and then Thursday nights, 10 o'clock, Doug and I right here talking start sits and all that fun stuff. Doug, this has been a lot of fun as always. Thanks for coming through. Looking forward to next week already. NFL cook-off is upon us. Uh, best of luck in the rest of your drafts, everybody else's drafts, and uh, happy Labor Day weekend. Enjoy what's left of your summer, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great night.